The San Ysidro Land Port of Entry is the busiest land border crossing facility in the Western Hemisphere. The port on the border with Mexico has undergone a big expansion that speeds things up and helps Custom and Border Protection carry out its inspections. With a progress report, we turn to the General Services Administration's Anthony Kleppe. He's the Region 9 Land Port of Entry Program Manager, and he joins me now. Mr. Kleppe, good to have you on. Hey, good morning, Tom. Tell us what's going on at this port of entry, this land port of entry. It looks to me from the video like it's many, many lanes of traffic wide. Uh, absolutely. So GSA is in the middle of kind of a generational uh, modernization and expansion of San Isidro. Uh, the old 70s era port uh, was really too small and essentially functionally op- obsolete for Customs and Border Protection's mission. Uh, so GSA is in the process of uh, completely renovating and expanding the facility. And uh, recently, we completed the uh, the realignment of Interstate 5 uh, going into Mexico, uh, expanding from, from uh, 5 to 10 lanes of southbound traffic and providing some permanent uh, inspection facilities for CBP's inspection services. Give us a sense of uh, the numbers that go through here every day. It's about 70,000 uh, people in vehicles, uh, 50,000 cars, and about 25 to 30,000 pedestrians going northbound on any given day. And generally about the same number of people go southbound every day as well. Wow, that's a population of a small state every week then going in and out that way. For the expansion, what is the issue? Is it simply the volume of people going up in the traffic jams, or has something changed in what CBP needs to do that also had to be accommodated with uh, some updates? Well, it's really a little bit of both. Our land ports of entry are kind of a generational facility. Every 30 or 40 years, they have to be uh, renovated. Uh, This is to allow for the additional uh, traffic that comes through the port of entry, as well as uh, these are hard-use facilities, you know, with uh, over 100,000 people a day crossing northbound, um, you have a lot of uh, wear and tear on the facility, so they need to be, uh, again, generationally updated. Um, in addition, uh, with the increasing numbers of people who are crossing, we just need a lot more footprint for Customs and Border Protection's missions. You know, those numbers I gave you are today, uh, they're projected to grow about 87% by year 2035. And Route 5 is already one of the busiest highways, I think, in the United States. By expanding from 5 to 10 lanes, then, it seems like you could really increase the throughput at this border. Absolutely. You know, the, the, the wait times for vehicles entering the U.S. prior to the GSA project exceeded four hours on weekends. And so uh, we've been really focusing on trying to meet a 30-minute uh, crossing uh, goal for CBP's mission. And so that meant providing a lot of additional uh, northbound capacity. Now, coming northbound from Mexico, how deeply does the United States border actually occur? That is, how did you get jurisdiction to be able to expand a road coming from Mexico? Well, it's important to know that GSA's work all happens in the United States. And so we we do not have jurisdiction to do any construction in Mexico. Uh, But you kind of bring up a, a good point, and that is that uh, our land port of entries are really, uh, this is kind of a, a team sport, so we have a lot of uh, assistance from our friends at Federal Highways, the State Department, uh, and of course the government of Mexico who is uh, uh, deeply involved in uh, helping us complete the project. But some part of the road then before the actual crossing gates then is still in the United States is what I'm getting at. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we build a lot of um, uh, pre-primary space for CBP to do ins- pre-primary inspections, uh, and then, of course, we, we built the, uh, the facilities themselves. 
uh, we actually went from 24 northbound lanes to what will be a final count of uh, 62 northbound boosts over 34 northbound lanes. So it's, it's a major expansion of the project. We're speaking with Anthony Kleppe. He's the GSA's Region 9 Landport of Entry Program Manager. And what's the status of the project with respect to when it's going to be completed? How much more do you have to do yet? Well, we're really getting into the, the home stretch. Uh, the project, which has been going on since 2009, is uh, planned to be completed in October of this year. Uh, and so uh, at this point, uh, all of our pedestrian facilities are complete. We're completing a, a pedestrian plaza for uh, north and southbound pedestrians. And then we're finalizing the last eight northbound lanes, 15 northbound booths, uh, which is really going to be the uh, the final uh, portion of the project. And then um, CBP will uh, be able to complete their mission here. And tell us more about the facilities for pedestrians. I had no idea that many people walk back and forth every year. What sorts of people do the walking? What are they doing going back and forth? And what kind of facilities is there for them besides just a walkway? Well, San Isidro is really a, a transit hub for the region. And so uh, there's a lot of folks who are going to school, going to work, uh, visiting family who crosses pedestrians. It tends to be a lot faster to cross as pedestrians. So a lot of people make that choice to, uh, to, to cross as pedestrians. Before the GSA project, there was 14 northbound booths. Uh, today, there's 36 northbound booths spread on both sides of the port of entry. So uh, it really does provide a good connection to transit, a good connection for people on bikes. Uh, it's really a focus of ours to make sure that we meet the needs of uh, people uh, both on foot and cars. Are there restrooms and water fountains and that kind of thing? Sure. We put a lot of effort into making sure that, that uh, the facilities are comfortable for people crossing uh, with uh, water fountains, uh, benches, uh, and in restrooms uh, once people have crossed through an inspection. What's the range of contractors you need? Clearly road contractors, but it looks like there's a lot of technology, license plate cameras, this kind of thing. There's a lot of new technology, maybe even facial recognition coming into this whole crossing area. Well, it's it's all of your traditional uh, building trades uh, in, in place. So we have folks who uh, specialize in flat work, roadways, uh, people who do vertical construction, you know, general contractors doing buildings. A lot of, uh, of uh, again, there's a lot of technology. One of the things that we did at San Isidro, which has uh, been really a game changer for, uh, for CBP, is we really uh, focus on develop, developing kind of a plug-and-play atmosphere for their technology. So in the old days when CBP wanted to change out a piece of equipment, they had to bring out jackhammers and concrete saws, and it was a major project. And now it's really set up so they can kind of bring in their equipment change it out just like they're changing out a, a piece of equipment on a computer. And so really this has a lot of effect, I guess, not just on the convenience of those going back and forth, but it's really an economic necessity, I guess, given the deep level of trade and economic cooperation the United States has with Mexico. Absolutely. Our, our U.S. land ports of entry are really engines of economic opportunity. And so uh, being able to allow people to cross quickly and efficiently with predictable times has been key to the success of the project and, and against one of the focuses that we have. And if someone is going to drive through there or I guess walk through there, what advice do you have to make sure that when you get there, things go quickly? Well, the single best piece of advice is to uh, enroll in one of Customs and Border Protection's Trusted Traveler programs, Global Entry, Sentry, uh, Nexus. You know, those, those programs allow for um, CBP to process folks a lot quicker. Uh, making sure that they have the appropriate travel documents, 
Um, and then just, you know, planning that it's going to take time. You're, you're crossing from one country to the next, and, and so there is time involved. And so uh, if people plan accordingly and choose the time of day they cross, uh, it can be a, a quick and, and painless facility or function, and uh, the new GSA facilities really aid in that. And as the program manager, do you drive down there yourself sometimes just to try it out and see what it feels like from the from the user standpoint? You know, I generally uh, cross as a pedestrian when I cross at our land ports of entry, but I do try to cross uh, at all the ports that I work on on a regular basis uh, just to make sure that, that uh, the feel of the facility is what we're trying to uh, communicate to the traveling public and make sure that, you know, the messaging comes through. And Santa Cedar is a great example of that. You know, the, the Santa Cedar project was intended to really communicate that sense of strength and arrival and welcoming. And, and I think it really meets the mark on that. Anthony Kleppe is the GSA's Region 9 Land Port of Entry Program Manager. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Tom. It's been nice talking to you. We'll post this interview along with a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. We all have a lot on our plates. Work, kids, relationships. And sometimes it can be hard to just catch a breath. When life is go, go, go. It matters where you stay. Hilton's family of brands is team members dedicated to making you feel truly cared for so you can mentally check out before you even check in. Take the break you deserve and book your next stay on Hilton.com. Hilton for the stay.